1: Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Polar Podcast. My name is Rob Pietro. Thank you for joining me once again. This episode will be the main event rundown recap with Todd Whitestone, who writes for sbstreamer.com. You can find him on the Twitter machine at Telestar7. And yeah, we're going to go right into the player trends, what's going on in the main event. On the NFC, who's being added, who's being dropped, for how much and all that fun stuff, and some player commentary, some insight to what some teams are doing as well, and yeah, hoping to find this podcast very useful. I was just recently on the On The Wire pod with Adam Howe and Kevin Hastings from the Pitcherless Network, and it was awesome. Um, They do a fab preview on Saturday night. It's great. A must listen for everyone who's um, makes some good advice for their Fab movements that weekend. Uh, it's kind of cool to hear um, Adam, who doesn't play in the main event, but looks at the main event data to help him and prepare for his Fab's and his leagues. And I just thought that was wonderful because it's something that me and are were always stressing that you don't have to play in the main event to listen to this podcast that goes over the main event um, Fab. So um, it's highly useful and actionable in any type of league you play when you're trying to determine how um, some of the best players are looking at player evaluation and what they see and what they're touting several weeks ahead of what um, maybe a lot of other people are. So again, hope this podcast has been actionable for you. Um, Yeah, around in the corner, the country is definitely on the upswing. People are getting out more. Getting some fresh air and it's a great thing to see. The summertime is here and it's going to be epic. That's all I got to say. Hope everyone's enjoying the baseball and they teams you're doing well. If not, got to start grinding, putting that work to get better. Don't mail it in. Not the way we play here in Hitter County. We don't mail it in. Um, hope everyone is well. Keep doing well. Enjoy the podcast. Alrighty folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob DiPietro. I'm once again here with Mr. Todd Whitestone. Todd, how are you on this wonderful, wonderful, close to summer day?
0: (laughs) It feels like summer here in New York. I mean, it's beautiful and and I'm enjoying it and enjoying the baseball. So it's, it's all good here.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Made I made some, you know, incremental gains in our league this week, yeah. I feel like it, um, you know, not, not uh, I think it was the first week in a while where I felt like some optimism, whether or not I can like chip away and get some points.
0: <laughs> well, you're but, ahead uh, of me, you're ahead of me, there's one step and uh, we're still eighth, ninth, we're not a threat to anybody particularly, but um, hopefully we can sort of claw our way back up towards the top.
1: Right, right. I know it's like – and I was doing it with the pitching too because the Grom, you know, finally got into that groove with the Mets, you know, after their first, you know, 18 games being canceled, it felt like. Um, And, you know, obviously he was a big part of my pitching foundation um, and and Sonny Gray, who missed the first couple of weeks. So everyone was kind of rounding into form. I thought, you know, like I said, started making – incremental moves in, in, in pitching because my batting been doing pretty solid. And then the Grom, yeah. you know, obviously gets shelved and uh, you know, that's gonna definitely, <laughs> I feel like the, the three points I gained is going to go right back.
0: <laughs> well, I still feel like if we had my pitching and your hitting,
1: I think we'd have a really great team, but. Uh, right. I know. They, they don't let us do it that way. Unfortunately. They don't let us, they don't let us do it that way. I know. Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, so like you mentioned, we're just in the middle, fighting and fighting and clawing for uh, each um, each point that we can get. Um, how did your fab go this week? I mean, you had a pretty quiet pretty week. In, I you... was pretty
0: quiet in in our league together.
1: Right.
0: Um, we we're at the twenty five percent mark exactly. But I did make one uh, big buy in one of the other main event leagues that I'm in. Uh, because somebody dropped Yermin Mercedes. Wow! And, uh, I never expected that. And we, James Anderson, and I discussed it, and we said, you know, our team, this team, is not doing well at all. It's like tenth place. So, do we want to like go after him, even if he might be cooling off gradually over the course of the next few weeks? We decided we would try it because we don't have our utility spot filled there. Okay, so We bid 131, which is on my chart. We'll see it later. Um, and we won him by two bucks. <laughs> so, wow. so we just barely squeezed in. And uh, hopefully he, he hit a home run off Willens Astadio, <laughs> who is pitching for, for some reason uh, in a big blowout. So um, hopefully that's a good sign for us and he can sort of uh, improve our hitting.
1: You know what? Um, I know there was. I know the twins broadcasters were were uh, not happy. There was a lot of Twitter, not happy. Um, but you know, they had rested arms. Yeah, so right, right. to avoid that, right? You know, put a major league pitcher in it. Yeah, I'm just really. tired of this horseshit of guys pitching, like because you're now nah, we've we've come to that point where it's so ultra micromanaged, right? And yeah. at these so now that the game is is in hand and not in your favor, the coaches are like, well, why should I, you know, use a resource that I need for the next game? And I think that's stupid.
0: Right. Exactly. I think and it's then, their own well, fault. If They're going to let him pitch and, and the guy is going to swing. I mean, they still it, it's a major league game. They can still try to score runs. And I don't see why, you know, they were all laughing and having fun when, you know, he was he was throwing a few strikes. So why would they get angry when uh, Mercedes it's <laughs> a home run? I mean, you know, they, they, like you said, they could have brought one of their relievers in. There was plenty of rest, and it was a bit, you know. So anyway, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I have no sympathy for the twins of, like, you should be taking a pitch when it's 3-0. and I mean, come on, you know.
1: I think you made a great point that every – Everyone is all laughing, and it's funny when you know he hangs one in there and they can't touch it, and everyone's like, Oh, that's great, I can't believe I just missed that. And then you're gonna come back and be mad when someone you know when he smokes one out of the stadium. So, um, and <laughs> I'm just mad because Astadio now is like accusing enough innings to pop up on like when I export sheets into stats, and I'm like, Wait a minute, did I download the batting? You know, like. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing his name up there. I'm just like. Yeah,
0: really. <laughs> he's, he's one of their, their solid relievers. I want you to know. <laughs> uh, I think they uh, said he was throwing it at 47 miles an hour. You know,
1: so. <laughs> I don't you know think why. you could take a 47 mile an hour pitch up the middle right now? Yeah, I think I could get a hit off a 47 mile. Yeah, 47 yeah. sounds. I I just found this, um, uh, you know, I went to Cooperstown when I was nine years old. Yeah. um my first time there in oldenheim they have to go back um definitely making the case that's one of my trips on my bucket list for the next year or two and um i uh i went there and um i have this thing i found it's like a newspaper clipping you do like when you um do the do the uh pitching the pitching thing you know they have the yeah. pitching and it records yeah. how fast you pitch and then if you want you know you pay a couple bucks and you get this print out and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I yeah. threw
1: 37 when I was nine I was like yes I'll take it <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty impressive um so anyway I'll okay. be done with the personal memories but it's cool when you find this stuff that's like you know like uh, my mom first of all keeps everything from everything that's ever happened through our lives <laughs> which is great because like um, it takes up a lot of space in our house, but it's, uh, it's, it's cool that we have these memories, you know, yeah, to, you, can uh, always
0: find it. you can always find
1: it, right. Right. Yeah. We can always find it. And like, you know, my dad passed away when I was nine, actually that same year. And, um, you know, my mom has so many video memories of him, which is cool, especially I was playing baseball, which is, uh-huh. you know, the, the best thing you could ask for. So, um, so I'm glad that she kept everything, and then. But when I saw the uh, the old Cooperstown memory, I was really thrilled, and I was also thrilled that I threw that hard when I was nine. I don't weird. even know if that is hard, but
0: you know, I think that's pretty good for a nine year old.
1: Pretty good, right? I had about 200 pounds behind me though at nine years old. So,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, tell me about your article this week on the sure. SPStreamer.com. Sure. Um, you had your title here: Target Five Thousand Batting Average. So tell right. us, um, tell us about the article. I love what you did here. You gave a little insight and some stats, um, target levels, and I think it's tremendous insight. Again, like we mentioned every week, this is free to read on spstreamer.com, with also a ton of um excellent streamer advice uh, from catcher streamers, stolen base streamers, and of course, you get the Michael Simeon. Sp- SP streamer as well. Um, So um, Todd, tell me about your article here.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, So target 5,000 means for the main event, I've always said uh, or thought that 80% was the right target for each category. If you had 80% in each of 10 categories, you would be really uh, in line for the uh, placing in the overall uh, championship. And it turns out that 5,000 points, which is more like 77.5%, actually puts you in the top 20 as well. So I wanted to go with that because that's a slightly more forgiving stat. And then the second part, Rob, is that I wanted to look first at batting average because I think we've all noticed that batting average is way down, way down this year. I mean – I thought 2019 was low, and it was 252 for all of Major League Baseball. For this year so far, it's 234, which is 18 additional points. Um, So I'm just sort of amazed at that, I suppose. And then the thing is, when people start talking about, well, this guy's a really big help in batting average, I never expected that you could say that about somebody hitting 250.
1: (laughs) right
0: this guy is really killing it rob he's hitting 253 you know i mean so anyway right and
1: i'm sorry i don't want to interrupt you but it's funny because <laughs> like it pops in my mind now especially like javi baez you know he's got a 260 mark next to his average and now he's well above
0: oh yeah <laughs> he's like he's like saving you in batting average
1: yeah right strike now, out bro. all you want pal You you're batting I mean, 260 <laughs> the world is upside
0: down so so then what i did was i I looked at what was the 77.5% level in that 2019, the full year, because I didn't want to look at 2020. That's kind of a weird year. So the 77.5% level in 2019 was 268. Okay. Okay. So that that's pretty good. And then since we're all rostering the better hitters, supposedly, the, the – So again, if you're in the main event and you're at 256.9, you're actually in line to get 5,000 points. You're in, in line to get 500 points in the batting average category, which is again, hard to believe that you could get 256 or something and still be doing really well in batting average. Wow. So that's the, that's the context I created. And then I wanted to look at well we must all be rostering guys that are really doing poorly there must be some top hitters that are hitting well below expectations at least for batting average and I what I did Rob is I looked at the top 20 guys in terms of ADP that are hitting 225 and below mm. and we don't have to read off all the names but there's there's some really notable hitters that you would expect would be hitting well above 225. And then I said, well, okay, now how can we decide if these guys are going to get better or really it's unlikely? And so I looked at the strikeout rate for those guys hitting, striking out more than 26% of the time, I believe I highlighted them because they're having trouble even hitting the ball. And then the, those with a BABIP of um, 280 or higher, I highlighted too because they're not being unlucky. They're, they're actually having their hits fall in at about league average or better. So if you have two highlighted columns there, I'm like concerned that these guys are not going to get a lot better. For example, Calvin Biggio,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he has a 29.5% strikeout rate. He has a 284 Babbitt, so he's not getting unlucky, and he's hitting 196. Right. So that doesn't seem like a profile that's about to get better. Um, Right. There's a few other guys that are similar. I don't have to read off all the names, but, I mean, some of these strikeout rates are really high. They're 30% and higher, and I just don't know if it's the approach. They're trying to hit the ball over the fence or what. But it's really concerning and I just, you know, I always thought that a major league hitter ought to be able to hit 230 or more, you know, and uh, that doesn't seem to be the case.
1: Right. And um, yeah, it's the chart is great. And like you said, if you have two of the highlighted columns, you know, it's not looking great for you. Um, And you know, just looking down these list is these are not guys that in your mind, you're probably even platooning yeah. at least most of them that, you know, these guys are, you're keeping them in your roster, you know, the Freeman yeah. Lindora, Tucker, Osuna, Meadows, you know, Suarez, BGO, Robles, uh, Gurriel Jr. Sorry. These are solid solid hitters. Um,
0: yeah. These are guys drafted. I mean, some of them were, there's like eight or nine of them that were drafted in the top 100.
1: Right. Right.
0: And, uh like, even take a guy, uh, Rob, like Andrew McCutcheon. I always thought McCutcheon was one of those guys who would, maybe he's not going to hit for a ton of power, but he's going to get you base hits. He's going to score runs. He's striking out 24.2% of the time. And his Babbitt is 277. That's not too bad in terms of BABIP, but he's hitting 224. I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know why that's happening this year. You could say, he's one guy that's sort of on the decline, but there's too many guys here to sort of write off.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. I always think there are especially Freeman, Dora Tucker, Osuna. I think they're going to, you know, bounce back and make yeah. their, yeah. Um, I like how the Manny Margar was on this list, but he's like, he's in your likely to improve column yeah. at least okay. because of the good strikeout rate and the, the semi-decent Babbitt. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this is this is quite the list. Uh, it's even <laughs> it's even great when you just, you know, when you see that Joey Gallo's 214 is like massively <laughs> eclipsing, you know, uh, Austin Meadows by 20 points and yeah, right. Gen- um, Suarez by, you know, 50 points. It's just fascinating. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's, he's not the the uh, the killer on your batting average that he people say that he could be.
1: Right. I guess so. we, uh, I guess we undervalued Joey Gall- mm-hmm. Gallo coming into the season. Yeah, really, I really. didn't think we were going to anticipate this, these, uh, batting average, um, drops this year for sure. Um, Amazing. Amazing. yeah, it really is. It really is. That's going to definitely be, um, something going forward. You know, I, cause I know on my better teams that, uh, that at least right now in batting average are teams where I, um, tried maybe like a, a more, or, um, where i approached the draft with like instead of getting saves and in 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 bunches with three or four players i just tried to make sure like every one of my picks would be able to get me like three to five or even you know a guy two guys with you know in between six and eight and you know 10 to 12 and those Mm -hmm. seemed to be doing like a little better at least with the hit you know with hits and runs but um you know the teams where i did the normally up, you know, target uh, some power guys, some speed guys, and then some all-around guys that seems to be going a little differently. So, yeah. But um, all right. So, talk to me about what you found with your um with the Fab breakdown in terms of uh, Fab dollars spent in the main event this sure. week, as opposed to what we have been seeing in the season so far.
0: Sure. Well, the trend that you and I noticed last week is continuing. Uh, the average amounts per team spent each week is dropping. It's now, last week was at $42 per team, and the previous week was 47 And before that, it was all 60s and higher. So everybody is sort of getting religion in terms of controlling their budget. Um, so I would say that with $474 spent, that means everybody has an average of 526, and that means that um, the, the the teams are going to have to still sort of constrain their spending in in a general sense because they really don't have the money to keep spending at 60 or 80 bucks a week. Um, and uh, one thing I noticed, Rob, that I, I'd like to get your input on is um, I've been following how many bids one per team. Uh, so right now it's at about 14 and a half per team over the course of this season so far. Okay. So that, so that means that everybody's winning about two players each week. And for me, I'm bidding a little less, um, but I've won a lot more players than, than 14. I'm sort of in all my mains. I'm above, I think, 20, 21, 22. Um, I guess it's because i I've, I'm willing to, try to get guys for one, two, or three bucks. Uh, yeah, Maybe that's not my only bids, but that's guys that I'm willing to do. So that allows me to turn my roster a little more, even though I'm certainly not getting the most sought after players. Um, so yeah. wh- what would you say, I know you didn't look at this beforehand, but what do you think you've added in terms of the main events?
1: I just did it real quick. In, um, in one league, I made 16 moves uh-huh um and i have uh six sixty nine left um 16. and in the other league uh let's see that's the one that we are in together um and then uh yeah in my other league i made sixteen moves and have um i think a little bit more on that one left uh yeah seven forty three Okay. So um, you're
0: a little above above the uh, average rate. Um, So I guess we're spending less per bid.
1: Per bid, yep.
0: And we're getting more players, maybe not the most competitive players. And other guys are spending more and getting more of the highly sought after players. Right. Um, I guess you could argue it either way, but I prefer the way that we're doing it just because I think sometimes you need a replacement and and there's not a huge difference between player A and player B. And uh, that way, maybe you can get the cheaper guy.
1: Right. And and that's what was me this week. Uh, I spent 11 bucks in one league on Scooble to drop Luke Weaver. Mm -hmm. And I spent um, four bucks total on a uh, $3 Chad Pinder. And a one dollar, uh, low, low Um, so, um, and this is the team that had some really strong pitching, um, Uh that, um, and this uh, it's, it's, it's carrying me, but also hasn't really made me desperate to uh, go get pitching on the wire, um, except for saves, which is, I'm, you know, I'm going to need, um, I have 10, which isn't horrible, but, uh, and there's a cluster, you know, I, I just got three more and uh, I'm up five spots. So um, but uh, again, that's uh, yeah, I, I've been feeling I almost didn't make any moves. I really wanted Pinder um, and Luke Weaver once I you know, saw that he left to start when he was cruising, uh, which I was pretty I was pretty upset about. I like Luke Weaver, I think. Yeah. Um, so I hope I hope he comes back Um you know, relatively soon. Uh, but we once that hit, I was like, oh, okay. But I had no moves, and it's so funny, like, like I don't know how your you know brain is, but mine, like you know, I'm sitting there and I and I go to the free agent thing and I see that I have no moves in that you know <laughs> that team, and I'm like constantly checking it, like yeah, is yeah. this right, you know? But I I didn't, I thought all moves that I could have made would have been lateral. Um sure, it had sure. guys I didn't want to drop, and sure. I also had uh, a ton of guys also too ready to come back from injury so you know i didn't want to have to you know force drop um anybody when when those guys came back so um you know that's uh you know the game that we got to play it's just sure. uh, waiting for Vado, and especially in our league that, uh, you know, I just have Vado, Marte, and Santander, you know, just waiting. Yeah, and yeah, that's gotta, the league that, right, you know, that's the team that I have good offense in already. So, um, just the fact they've been able to sustain it, I'm pretty happy about. But yeah, sure. I want those guys back, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. It's that, a good feeling when they come back from injury,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, so let's get into some of the players. Uh the yeah, most yeah. added guy this week was Mr. James Caprillion for the right. Oakland Athletics. I think it's the first time we have a guy uh, a guy added in 40 plus leagues, right? It's 35 has been the lowest, I think, of yeah, the most, yeah. so, most added player.
0: Yeah, he was the widest ad, but still did not make it in 40 or more. There's 43 total main event leagues, and he was added in 35. And it was pretty modest bidding. The highest bid was 51.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think he didn't have the greatest of starts and they are skipping him in the rotation one. So it's a little unsure about what his future will be, but he's supposed to get a start against the angels this weekend. So I think he could do okay against them. I mean, Mike Trout left the, uh, the game, unfortunately, and he may not be in the lineup. So that would make it a little bit easier for him to navigate. Yeah. Um, so he, he's the top ad uh, in terms of spending more dollars. The next two guys, Hansel Robles and Michael Fulmer, uh, they were added in 33 and 32 leagues, and there was more dollars spent for them. There was a few 100-plus uh, bids as people tried to get closers, um, and uh, they looked like the most likely options as of Sunday anyway
1: i'm a little mad about the former because i've had uh he's been like a conditional bit of mine for like Mm -hmm. the last four weeks (laughs) i think he's been like you know on the like on the bottom but cheap but one of those guys where i put in saying all right if i don't get all the guys i want ahead of him i don't mind having him you know (laughs) and i'm almost like man i i almost you know i just wish that all the other guys in front of him would have gotten taken because yeah, sure. uh, I like it. I like it. I like the way he was setting up to be, even before. I know a lot of people got confused when he went to, uh, you know, all of a sudden start a, uh, start a game. Right. But before that start, you know, his leverage index and the way he was being used was, you know, showed that they really trusted him in that role. And, um, you know, cuz even, you know, once the player too, maybe let's go of like, okay, like, um maybe this is not the route. Maybe starting isn't the route. Maybe I can become a dominant closer, you know? Um, yep. I know it's tough, you know, these guys, they come up with, with big pedigrees and they, you know, they want to be the guy that they, that they were supposed to be, you know, but um, yep. you could still, you could still make a, a, a good enough role in this league being a top notch closer. If you could do that, um, sure. you know, it's be interesting. I know the one save, um, you know, I think it was Soto who like worked pretty much in there, but he came right back out and, Two days later to get another save opportunity, so yeah, this um, yeah, might be here to stay. And Robles, um, I'm not convinced that um, can he? Uh, he like you mentioned, he went. You know, he had three winning bids over 100 bucks. Um, average winning bid of 58 um, across his 33 ads for him. Um, I know, uh, it's, uh, what's his name is still leading the overall like right? Madani. Abdul, or no, he's uh, no, he's top six, right? Top five? Top he's six? top six, yes. He added him across the, uh, five leagues or four leagues. So um, right. Right, he, right. He, he's smelling some saves in the water there. Sure, I don't sure. see it. I, you know, Baldelli had a couple, well, you know, we're talking about the, we've been talking about the twin bullpen usage already, but Baldelli's a mess in his head. And um, he also had a couple of comments earlier in the week where he um, you kind of read in between the lines that Greg Dewitt had in his article um, is that he mentioned that uh, they were happy with Calame and that he's had four scoreless clean innings in his lower leverage, and he said he will definitely have a more uh, of an impact for us going forward. I kind of just think that he's going to squeeze his way back in there. Uh, yeah. I think it's the route yeah. they want to go. Um, I don't think he's because I, I. I don't think he's useful in those lower leverages like, uh, yeah, or even as a setup guy. And um, and Rogers, you know, Rogers has always been good in the last three years. I think he's gotten too much of a knock for being uh, not good enough against righties, but he has been. Um, and I think he could run a – like he could be handed an everyday closer job and do well with it. But I, wow. I just kind of have this feeling that it's going back to Kalame for some, you know –
0: it clearly could be. I mean, I I was able to add Robles in for a lower dollar amount. I think like thirty three was one bid. At least. Okay.
1: Yeah, I see so, that one. Thirty three. So,
0: yeah. So that was fine. Um,
1: yeah, I'll yeah, take
0: that. The the twin bullpen is murky. It could be an honest to goodness committee. It could be just you know Tuesday it's Colome and Wednesday is you know Taylor Rogers. So you you never you don't really know, but we're all sort of trying to speculate on saves. And I thought he was as good as a a chance as any anybody. And uh, the twins theoretically should be playing better than they are. So they're just, you know, a mess in terms of winning games. So that's worked against the situation as well. Um,
1: Right. Um, in that team that you added him, are you where are you in saves? Are you like looking for him to um, boost you a little bit, or is this just like uh let's see, add another was, guy?
0: It was two the two mains I'm not in with you, I think, and it, both of them, I have two guys that um could get saves, but um, you know, nobody else okay so, so, you know, a really thin. And those two guys have not produced a ton of saves. I forget which ones are which, but um, you know, so if he could get be even a partial closer, I would say that have value to have on our roster on our bench. And uh, that's that's kind of the situation we're in.
1: Yeah, it it continues to be uh, a scratch to get some some saves. Um, you know, we're all trying to guess the next move for all these bullpen. And sometimes, it it. sometimes we get it, and sometimes we don't.
0: Yeah, you know. it's just taking a chance. I mean, which you, you got to do. And if you can get it for cheap, I mean, I think it's fine. You know, you just, you just hold them, and hopefully, in the next two or three weeks, you either he's way out of it and you can drop him, or he's in the mix.
1: Right. Right. That's what we were discussing. Um, I had a a great um, opportunity and honor to go on the, on the wire pod that from the picture list um, network that is hosted by Adam Howe and Kevin Hastings. It was pretty cool. I had a great time with those guys and uh, I, I, I achieved the record of their longest podcast of the season. (laughs) And it's just fitting because, you know, they were talking about how, you know, they were like, you know, they were really, uh, they loved the pod that I had pre, you know, pre-season with, oh, you know, yeah. all the, all the, you know, with Mark and Matt, Matt Modique and Phil and Toby and Rob right. Silver. And they were like, God, oh, it was, you know, it was amazing, even though they were all long. And of course we go right into the longest episode they had, but <laughs> it was funny, but yeah, we were talking about, um, cause Adam does, um, an article for picture list every week that recaps TG FBI and the main event as well. And it's, you know, it it's funny. And this is what, I think this is what we always mention, and it's great that Adam does it himself, is that he doesn't play in the main event, right? But he uses the data to help him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we've been saying all along. And yeah. um, he, he mentioned as well how if you kind of put the TGFBI and the main event bids side by side, you could see how one week... Right. You see main yeah. event bids and the next week it happens in TGFBI. So run, run, run. um it's, it's it, you know, it's pretty crazy when you put them up high by side. But anyway, sure. I went on the pod and we, we were discussing the same things that we, you know, what were, we're talking about now and what to do with saves and, you know, how much to throw it. You know, I think that's what the meat of the conversation was, you know, you don't have to always spend 70 no. 100 plus on the next guy try to speculate a week or two earlier you know three bucks yes. 10 bucks you know even 30 you know if you really feel a little strong about it like you did with robles right. um i think that's his you know keeps you in a, a position where you're not throwing too much money around and yeah, that's what kevin hastings was saying too he's like i at some point, you just got to stop recycling. Like, you know, he's like, he's like, I speculated on Wickren and he still has Wickren. He's like, I don't want to be the guy just always constantly picking up another reliever. You know, everyone, everyone has their different strategies. So um, I want to ask you about, uh, let's, th- let's go to the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. Simon Albert Pujols. Um, I thought he was going to go yard in his first at bat. You know, I really was. I, I was like, man, this guy is going to take the ball. To right. like right center just vintage right. Albert and just the Dodgers are going to laugh at anyone and say we could put him at first and still win a world series but you know how do you think this affects the rest of their team you know Matt Beattie would looked like he was going to get some run there what's surprising is you know when I was looking at the Dodgers Justin Turner is like in the top 40 in the league and played appearances right and here's a guy who everyone was saying you know um projecting him to you know never go past the 400 at, uh, plate appearances because right. he's rest and it's funny his his day off routine w- went from like every three to four days to like every nine or ten days and who knows if that's a function of him losing weight and like admittedly getting into more shape um playing for the contract and stuff like yep, that and yep, yep. um but it's been pretty impressive, but they've had for all the depth they have, you know, even and even the injuries, they've always, they've stayed with like a core uh, lineup, at least a core nine, Um, in not really the same lineup per se, but not as much fluctuation as you would think. And um, what's going to happen here? We're going to see more on, you know, now of course, Corey Seager got hurt. So we might see luck pretty much all the time at short, but what happens right. everywhere else? What are you anticipating?
0: Jeez. I mean, yeah, I- I think, first of all, the Dodgers just like having options. I think that's their main strategy, is we're going to give ourselves three guys at every position, and we don't care if we have to eat money or cut a guy or whatever. So that's number one. I I think they're a little worried about Bellinger, but he looks like he's on the way back. So uh, they probably aren't going to want to play him in the outfield, which means I don't know what's going to happen with Pujols and uh, Sutsugo because they they generally are first basemen. Right. Um, so that's that's a question mark to me. They also have uh, Beattie, who was the, the guy bid on here in the outfield. He theoretically would be taking over for Pollock. And then we also have McKinist- McKinstry coming back. Right. Who, he's a, more of an infield option, I think. But he... I mean, when you have Muncie that has to play somewhere, I mean, if Muncie is at second, what happens to him if McKinstry is back? I don't know. I think they just are <laughs> like, isn't this great? We have four guys to play at every spot.
1: <laughs> well, like, Poo, you know, if if Pujols didn't like uh, not playing every day before, you know.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I think he he has a different outlook now, that he knows that he might be out of baseball if he doesn't really, uh, you know, make adjustments. So I think that's the, the real answer. I mean, at, with the Angels, I think he felt like he had a little, a little bit of pull and he could sort of dictate terms, which he really couldn't have, you know. So I think he, they just told him, we're going to pinch hit you. We're going to maybe play you against a left-handed pitcher, and uh, that's pretty much what, what we want from you. And uh, he's, he's happy to stay in baseball and play for a really good team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see what happens. Um, I, I I had a couple of conditionals um, in for Matt Beatty. I think probably behind my Pinder ad. But mm-hmm. I think I, mm-hmm. I took it off once um, they signed Poole, so just I thought he was just going to be locked in for first for a little bit, not just right. like putting right. around. Um, and yeah, just decided it was wasn't worth uh, my time. Um but one guy has got my head spinning is uh Jonathan Daza Daza from the Rockies. Right, um right. You know, I think you know that I would I love you, you got, I loved early. Him. Yeah, you I got him early. I mean, you, you played, he, him. <laughs> yeah I got him early. I mean he played Yeah I I dropped him because you know it, it was just becoming the Rockies Rocking, right? You know so he went yeah, from stopped playing. stopped
0: playing him for it was about three or four days. They they really didn't play him.
1: Yeah, I mean he went. He played. He played eleven out of twelve, and then he had uh, went to th- five games off. Played one, two games off. So, you know, I was like, I can't. Uh, this is not even no. a bench worthy player. You know, um, right. and of course, you know, uh, his batting average was dropping. His OPS was dropping. Um, he wasn't making much contact. And then, here he comes in. You know, now he's scorching the earth, um, and batting average is low, and he just went on a tear where he had three hits in what felt like nine straight games. Um, and <laughs>
0: well, you know, even with all of that, I mean, and I, I sort of like Daza. Uh, I think, especially as a waiver wire pickup, but even with all of that, he really hasn't hit for a lot of power, and, and he hasn't stolen bases, even though he, I think, he has the speed to steal bases. Um, so I don't know whether it's a matter of he, he just is not getting the green light or, uh, he's choosing not to run for some other reason. But, um, so I, even with all that, and he was on fire and is, is hitting well, I'm not sure that you gave up, you know, the, uh, the, the star performer of the year or anything like that.
1: Uh, yeah I know just well like you said you know we, we need these hit tool guys and he uh, man just uh, uh I'm not gonna let it beat me up i i no, I didn't no. um I didn't I didn't even try to get him back thought <laughs> you were disheartened you were disheartened disheartened that's it let's just move on we can't be back together again you know no, just uh, no 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 it's I never got enough. back together with any of my exes now that's <laughs> no that's not true sorry. But still, it was very hard. It's very hard. <laughs> We're
0: going to keep this podcast uh, shorter, Rob. We can't go into all these relationships.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Talk to me about Taylor Ward. Um, yeah, he's
0: your guy. He's your guy. He, he's getting more playing time. And, uh, you know, he, he certainly has the power to make a, um, you know, a good impact, I think. Um, I think uh, he's a fine addition, especially people got him for $51 or lower so uh, I'm sort of in support of this. I didn't get him anywhere myself, but uh, that was more function of, you know, where I needed outfield help um, rather than I didn't like his prospects.
1: So right.
0: I think he's a good, he's a good add. And um, I think he will play regularly for the angels.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping, especially with the eight games this week, I wanted to capitalize on that. Maybe um, if he doesn't play all of them, um, it's just uh, always good options uh for at bats when you have a full week like that and yeah. uh yeah i just really liked his um i needed the jump in in homers you know and uh i just feel like he's got that capability to pop a couple out in a week Definitely. especially a long week Definitely. so um yeah i want to take advantage of that uh and yeah i mean the bidding like you said wasn't wasn't you know crazy It was pretty respectable i think these most of the ads, you know, were in between, you know, one and 33. And I think that's like perfect. I think these are perfect. I think that was the perfect kind of bid for a player like this, where you might catch lightning in a bottle for a week and maybe yep. even longer. Um, If he, you know, tries to hold off Joe Adele, like I always kind of look into narratives like that. I feel like, you know, how would you feel like, you know, this player who's just, you know, everyone in the world and, the whole fan base is just waiting for some other guy to come and take your place, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not so sure Adele. I mean, he didn't look ready last year. Right. So I'm not sure he's all of a sudden turned the corner. I know he did have a few really good games in the minors, but I'm not sure he he's absolutely ready to crush it at the major league level yet. Uh, So I think Ward is going to be given the opportunity if he hits reasonably well, I think he's gonna play.
1: Right, I hope. I think so. I think that's gonna be the case. Um, what are your thoughts on Kyle Farmer? I know he's <laughs> been moving around the horn. He's been playing a little short. Uh, played some first. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't
0: know why he's playing first. I. I don't know if you saw the inning, the the, the Cincinnati Reds defensive inning. The, oh my god! I think it was last night.
1: Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was horrible. It
0: was. It a little game. It, it was terrible. And Farmer was in the middle of it. And he's actually, I think, a pretty good defender at shortstop, but he's not a first baseman, as far as I know. Right. And um, I'm just not a believer in his hit tool, really, even though he's good defensively. I think yeah, he's been hot, but I'm not uh, really a buyer myself. I think right. he's, you know, anybody could have a hot few days and maybe he'll continue it for a while, but I don't think he's a real great addition in a 15 team mixed league
1: right absolutely agree um yeah just at that point like if you're looking for like middle and field help and this guy's like even like Jose iglesias you know with eight, yeah. eight games available who's yeah you know he's kind of a guy too i almost feel like uh, should be a rostered a little more i think you know than he is um what are your thoughts on Odubel Herrera on the Phillies? Um,
0: yeah, I did add him in one league, not this, this okay. week, but a week before. And I guess I feel like, I don't think he's a great player, Rob, but I do believe there's an opportunity there in Philadelphia. They don't really have a lot of center field options. right? And he can actually play center field and catch the ball reasonably well. And he does have a little power a little speed. And if he could just sort of hit for a better average than he usually does, I think they'd probably be happy just to keep him out there. So that was my theory in adding him one one place. Um, Again, I don't think he's great, but he does have a chance to, to stick there with nobody really pushing him. Right. So that was that's that's all the best thing I can say about him. I don't think he's worth the seventy two dollars that was the highest winning bid. But the people that got him for a really low amount and can deploy him, I think that's great.
1: Yeah. I um it's interesting. I um I don't know. I stayed away. I I haven't really done enough diving into him. I just uh Yeah. I don't feel like there's anything there for me to benefit. But I can see the staying power in the volume that it might get because the rest, yeah. of, their outfield, uh, the, the rest of the outfield the outfield. That's
0: all it is. I don't think yeah. it's, uh, you know, he's uh, going to be a superstar or anything.
1: Um, so you have your wow bit of the week.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm going to give you my wow bit of the week real quick first, okay? Okay, And it's go one ahead. of those – it's not the highest bit of the week, but it's just one of those that's, you know, I guess, the head scratcher of the week for me. Okay, is that someone spent $151 on Michael Taylor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get that one either. I think he's been trending the wrong way. So, yeah. why why are we spending $151 now? I don't quite get that. I'd rather have spent that on a lot of other people. <laughs>
1: um, it was just one but, of those ones I looked at and they said, oh, did I miss something? You know, it's almost like, you know, I ran to him like, did he just hit, you know, three homers in one game? You know, since, since May 1st, he's batting 209 with a steal and a homer and four runs.
0: Yeah. He was hot for a while. That was in mid April, maybe. Yeah. uh, His
1: version of hot. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) anyway, I I don't know why this person felt the need to go 151. And I, I think, the, the runner-up bid was like three dollars or something one. it was one, one. yeah one dollar okay so that was a little bit of an overbid even if you <laughs> wanted even if you wanted Michael Taylor um but I was telling you before we started that one of these uh, high bids is is actually mine the your Mercedes uh was dropped in my main not the one I'm in with you but one of the others and uh we bid 131 and lucked out and got it, got him over the other team by one, by $2. So, um,
1: wow. we That's did a- not
0: have our utility filled. We did, I have Nelson Cruz in a lot of leagues, but not this one. So we added him and, you know, he's, uh, I don't think he's a 400 hitter the way he was going for a while, but I've been impressed with him. I've been sort of rooting against him because you know, I have Andrew Vaughn in a lot of places. And for a while he was, sort of getting in the way of Andrew Vaughn playing. And uh, and so I think that he's been actually good. When I've watched him, he's, he's, he puts a good stroke on the ball and he hits it to right field and he's got reasonably good power. So I feel like he's certainly, I mean, a guy that can hit 250. <laughs> I mean, the bar is so low. So, so anyway, he, he, he should be fine over the rest of the season. And uh, we're hoping for a little bit of a jolt to our team.
1: Gotcha. I like that, Ed. I mean, you know, where you really feel like that, you know, um, everyone thought well enough to make that impact in the beginning when he came up and you yeah, to see him released and, and come back, yeah, you yeah. know, into the field of play. I'm sure, you know, there's something that a lot of people would would have wanted to jump on for sure. Sure. You know?
0: sure. And then, right. then the other guy we should talk about is Logan Gilbert, I think is, you know, he was only available in 12 mains mm-hmm. out of 43, but eight in in in, in tw- all 12, he commanded a bid over 108 of them. He was over 200 as people are really looking for pitching. So, you know, again, it's hard to really argue against it when he is a very talented pitcher, right. but I just feel like 200 and up is a little bit, high for my tastes, even if I need pitching, because, you know, he's, I just think it's hard for these minor leaguers, Rob, who didn't really get a 2020 to come in and really dominate. Right. You know, I'm skeptical, and and we do have Gilbert, I have him, that I held him from draft day in one league, and I'm sorry, I would like to see him do well, but I just... I just am a little worried that he and Daniel Lynch and those guys are just not quite ready because of the weird year we had last year.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I, um, definitely a valid point. I think that we've uh, we want to believe that they'll be ready, and some sure. of them might show that they can. You know, sure. um, we it's a thing like I've read some of the players talking about, even though. The amount of games stopped for them last year. They were able to do things for their body and for yep. for pitchers working on grips and um, things like that. They said they never had the time to dedicate to that, and a right. lot of people felt like it may have been a good thing for them when they were yep. able to, you know, up, up their skills differently. Yep. Um, so I he was available in one of my mains. I took a shot at I think one twenty four with my bid. Uh-huh. um think that's probably my second highest bid of the year on anyone across all the platforms and um I didn't get him um uh, actually he was one for 173 and it was a backup of 144 so I was the third highest but I was okay, okay. with it um I ended up grabbing him in, in my online championship league uh where I really have really good pitching where like um constantly having like probably two solid starters on the bench each week but uh, I felt like hey why not um I gave him a like an honest uh, what i thought was an honest bid of 54 I want him right. back right. up was 38 so I was okay with that um yeah. i felt like that was a pretty solid uh bid for him yeah you know just hoping that he can be pretty competitive pitcher and if he does find that you know sh- that that stride where he could be a difference maker um uh, I'm per- i'll be happy with that for sure 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 um talk to me about the the century club members this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've been keeping track of how many players, not not bids, but players, are um, are above a hundred dollars. And I think, let me see where I put where I put that. I think it was down to uh, uh, twenty one members this week, which is the lowest it's been. Um, uh, yep. There were thirty seven successful bids over a hundred or more but only 21 players that commanded that amount. And I think that's just going to go down as a matter of less, lower and lower bid amounts by all fantasy owners in the main event. Um, So, you know, I feel like this is the transition over the last few weeks, Rob, where you have to understand that when you bid $100 in mid-April, that might've been a, a fine competitive bid but right now a hundred dollars is a really strong bid. And I know you bid that on Gilbert and didn't get him. but um, you just have to recalibrate a little bit and say, Hey, 50 bucks is a really strong bid, you know, and uh, there may be times when I wanna just keep it at 50 and see if I get the guy without spending the extra, you know, 50 or a hundred dollars.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Some interesting drop, too, that you know, that we yes. talked about last week that we saw. Um, I know uh, someone I know who was in a league with when C- Cookie Carrasco was available, and uh, mm-hmm. we're trying to discuss how much we thought it was going to go for. I was kind of right, I think you know, when you see these guys available, they usually go for that 300 plus, right. Um, type of app, you know, number. I mean he's a great pitcher And at this point You know If you do need pitching Probably well worth it um, yep, You know, yep. I don't I think we still A little Unsure about the timeline Yes Right Of when Of when he's coming back And then you have Hector Norris, um, Who was also yeah. Dropped last week And added um, This one was It uh, was a shocker and I actually just wanted To check that too Like Who did this team have That he dropped him, You know
0: yeah, who dropped I, them?
1: I, I, like, That's what I wanted to find out. Like, Who dropped them? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> because... Who dropped a closer that's getting save opportunities and mostly con- con- converting them? That seems crazy to me. But um, I guess there was somebody that thought they were getting something better. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty interesting. I have to find that. I have to find it. Who else got some pretty high bids this week? Rich Hill. Um, Rich Hill, he's
0: dropped and he got a $265 bid for somebody to win him. Um, Cabrian Hayes, he's been hurt and somebody picked him up for $199. So these are all one-off bids, you know, when you don't expect somebody to drop a guy and all of a sudden he appears on the waiver wire and uh, you have to decide how much is that guy worth to me, even though I certainly wasn't planning on it.
1: Right. I found the guy who found the guy
0: Yes. Who did he the drop? Guy.
1: He dropped well, he dropped Norese oh, to pick up R- to pick up Urena. Jose Urena. The the, the Detroit he, starting pitcher, he has Kimbrel, Taylor Rogers and Alex Reyes. Well, uh, Taylor I, Rogers is no uh, no sure thing. Yeah, I yeah, it's just hard to drop a guy right now. I would
0: <laughs> if I could have seen dropping Taylor Rogers if you're really doing well in saves, because that's sort of a mess. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it in, in most cases. Yeah, but I certainly would rather hang on to Nerys than, uh,
1: like than he, Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I,
0: I bet you, if we looked at the full roster, we could find somebody that wasn't even a, a closer that could have been dropped too.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, Zach Davies. Oh, but anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not judging anyone, yeah, I mean, uh, but it's look, just it's just really interesting because even even skills aside, like you know, Joe Girardi's been hammering like, no, I have roles and this guy has his role. Yeah, like, right he's the closer. Um yeah, exactly you know, not that's the way a, Joey G likes it. And
0: yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think uh I don't think he's about to lose it without really doing horrendously bad.
1: Right. Right. So since we're on the drop, talk to me about who stuck out for you this week as um, a possible drop that you thought, hey, maybe you shouldn't have dropped this guy or uh, that kind of scratched your head puzzling a little bit. Well,
0: I was, you know, look, we've been scratching our heads over people that spend a lot of money and then they drop the guy the next week. You know, so Michael Givens was a big, hot ad. I mean, I, I don't think Daniel Bard is still a sure thing. But 17 leagues, they dropped Givens, even so. Uh, Devin Williams, Andrew Kittredge, Jeffrey Springs, you know, these were all sort of secondary relievers and people are just now dropping them after, in some cases, adding them the week before. Um, and Devin
1: Williams went from, uh, I, I always, always questioned his ninth yeah. round ADP, but I yeah, mean. I know,
0: but these guys are just getting, coming around and discovering that he's not getting saves. So I I don't know. Um, You know, and then I I, I do think Mauricio Dubon has some value. Again, you could look at each guy's roster and maybe he's an extra part, but he backs up a lot of positions. He's a good guy to have on your bench if you can swing it. Um, And then Kurt Suzuki, you mentioned that the Angels get a a good eight game week and he might play most of them. So uh, that would be a good guy to have for this coming week. Um, and yet he was dropped in six leagues. So, um, I don't know, you know, just, to, we don't want to go into each owner's individual situation, but I certainly believe that if you stay vigilant and you see who is dropped in your individual league, uh, you want to at least spend most of the week planning on whether you want to add these guys.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I do, I, uh, I, I look at my bad result, and I look over to the drop, you know, I read across right. each, each, each ad, each drop. And if someone catches my eye, I add them to the watch list. If he's not there already, you know,
0: Yeah. Put him in there and then you can sort of think about it during the week and see what you want to do.
1: Right. Right. I was surprised that um, the profile drop, he was dropped in five weeks. I know there was some questions about where the, when he would be back from COVID, but since he like, he was the one who didn't test for it. Yeah. Still like he's just a multi-positional guy who yeah. plays a ton in that lineup yeah, he's and, really and, and he's got a he's ton back. of steals. He's back yeah, now. He's back. So yeah. that's, that, that's a surprising one. That's the kind of guy that, um, you know, he's not so sexy, but he really does the job. You know, he, yeah. like I said, he's got the multi-eligibility, he scores runs, he steals bases. So yeah. I was a little surprised at, at that drop. Yeah,
0: um, he to um, have a guy that I held for two or three weeks and then just before he's about to be activated, I drop him. I think that's not a good use of resources in general terms.
1: And I got to throw this one out for our buddy Phil. His his yeah. his his, um, his love fest for Caleb Thielbar it looked like it's not going to come through.
0: I don't know uh, he was dropped be- in seven
1: leagues. He was picked up in, you know, and... And dropped, uh, I think There was some speculation on him possibly Being the closer um, But that didn't come into fruition Doesn't look like right now Um, And also I was looking at um, You know, Laurie Garcia is another guy It's not like Lighting the world on fire But a multi-positional guy uh, Who had a good batting average For his career, you know yeah, he's
0: playing for Larusa, whether you like it or not.
1: They need him, you know. They need him to play. Uh, yeah. He was another guy who was a little surprised at, for you know, just given what he's providing right now in the in the landscape. Um,
0: yeah, even Dane Dunning, you know, he had a bad outing against the, but it was against the Astros. I mean, I, I don't know that you're going to expect him to throw seven shutout innings against them. So, again, you, we don't know who they picked up in each case, but. I would just say that sometimes I think a little more patience is required, especially when you have a limited fab dollars for the year.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Dane to you know, um, I think it's uh, pretty good going forward. I mean, not a stud, but definitely, I don't think yeah. a guy that you probably.
0: Yeah, he's um, good to have. And, and, and with drop. the right matchups, I think you could definitely start him.
1: Yeah. 100%. Um, so now let's talk about. Um, where are they now? We've done a yeah. pretty cool job of looking back, um, and giving a little score for players right, who right. picked so up. I'm so. looking
0: at the top four ads in terms of how widely they were added, not in terms of dollars, uh, from each week. And from I give them four weeks, and then we try to grade it like good, bad, medium. Mm-hmm. And uh, the four from four weeks ago were Alex Wood, who's been fantastic, mm-hmm. so he's obviously a uh, gets gets a positive grade. Uh, Nico Horner was hitting well, but then he's really been on the IL most of the time since he was added. So I gave him sort of a medium incomplete. And then Josh Stalmont, I thought, I, thought, I didn't get him, but I thought he was going to be a good ad. He got two saves very early, but then uh, the Royals were so bad. And then he, had, in addition, had a couple of bad outings. So I believe he's sort of in the middle as well. Um, and then our buddy, Jonathan Daza,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who I'm going I'm to also put for a third guy in the middle because, again, there was that period where he wasn't playing. I don't know if the Rockies are just going to put him on the bench as soon as he doesn't hit get two hits in a game. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so I gave Wood a, a positive and then three middles. And so far... It's five, four, and three uh, middles, so slightly above average for the, the widest of possible ads.
1: Right, right. And, uh,
0: we'll keep track of this. We'll see if the main event owners are really good at picking out the, 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 the correct additions. But, yep. um
1: you know, some uh, good solid additions. Uh I think it. This was one of the better lookbacks we've had for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and then even I though, think, like
1: you said, there's three middles. You know, the star, the two saves from stormont probably helped sure. the team a ton.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he did. He did have some rough outings after that. You're right.
0: That's true. But I mean, I, th- I think it's it's good. And also, I'm giving it four weeks because we're assuming that we're not when we make an addition to our rosters, we're not necessarily saying it's for the full rest of the season. Right. True. You Get four good weeks out of a player off the waiver wire in a 15 team league. I think you can say that was a good pickup. Right. uh, Right now I would say Alex Wood was the big home run here. Yeah. What a fantastic ad. Yeah. The other three, maybe uh, more in the middle, but Wood is really, than the guy that four weeks ago, if we had known this, we would have all bid a lot more.
1: I mean, yeah, he's just been phenomenal to watch too. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping he keeps it up and, you know, get a, even um, a decency, uh, like innings pitch-wise, you know, like 2018 yeah. at 150, 2017 150, 2015 at 190, but anything else? Other than that, we 60, 35, 12. So, you know, oh, it will be good to that's see, great. yeah, his projections for the rest of the year look pretty solid across the board. And, yeah, I mean, look at the numbers so far, right? 36 innings pitch, 1.7 ERA, 0.9 whip. <laughs> it's awesome. 35 strikeouts to 36 innings. So five wins, too. That's
0: Yeah, that's great. But, I mean, I am, I am being careful, Rob, to – only showed the stats since the pickup was made. Okay. So, uh, but even then for Wood, it's three wins and a 225 ERA. Boom. Um, But I don't want to count the stats from before the big additions happened. True. and, And try to skew it by stats that nobody or very few people got.
1: Gotcha, perfect, absolutely. Let's take a look. uh, Let's take a swim around the main event overalls and some league winners, uh, league leaders. Sorry, not league winners yet. Um, And yeah, tell me what you saw. So Samuel Horton is
0: the big uh, leader right now, or at least as of Sunday. He has three main event teams and he has one that was leading the overall competition. Uh, But it was close. Uh, Second place, Douglas Roth. And then uh, David uh, is- Isanipur, I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Kotchek, Bradley Beckman, Abdul Madani is in sixth. He was leading uh, last week. Um, and then a lot of the uh, names that we've grown to be accustomed to that are up at the top. Uh, John Posma, uh, Phil DeSalt, uh Jeff Zimmerman, Fred Zinke are up there. Um, Tyler Young. I mean, the- these guys... Have some staying power. They know what they're doing. They're all solidly in the top 20. Uh, I will mention that Dave Shovin is uh, has two teams in the top 20, nice. number number 10 and number 19. So he's uh, really solidly in in contention. Um, and then we also showed the, uh, the each league and how how much uh, the stand how the standings stacked up. And uh, again, I was following how many had new league leaders, Rob, this week. And it right. was the same exact number out of 43 leagues. Um, 14 had new leaders this week. And so that means 29 fantasy owners held on to the lead. Wow. And again, there's there's some movement around. There's some people that are still leading, but by, it's by a smaller amount than it was the previous week. But um, I think what they've built in is a is a little bit of a cushion where they can take a mediocre to bad week and still be in front. And uh, I think it's, it's a little stickier, the standings right now. So right. as we said last week, you're gonna need a sustained charge. You're not gonna be able to turn it around in one week or two weeks. You're gonna have to sustain to get your team to really hit on all cylinders in order to catch somebody
1: right yeah um some impressive some impressive um numbers is reading here and um I like that you know like you said like the the stand the standings are becoming a little less volatile um certain teams are getting really you know solid uh solid comfortability at the top at least right. for their stats you know at least to just compile and get a good baseline going forward um yes. and how has the average score for first second and third been has that been pretty much the same yeah through the year
0: yeah it's pretty much you need to be in the 110s to be first that's on an average you know there's some lower teams but definitely you have to be 100 plus to have a reasonable chance to be in first place Mm-hmm. And then most second place teams are about 100 to 110, and most third place teams are right around 100. Um, and then there's but there are some in the 90s that are in third place. Um, and I guess interesting thing we don't have time to go through it now, but there are some leagues where it's really jumbled, there's like five or six teams all around 100 points, mm-hmm. and then there's leagues where it's really stretched out, and somebody's way up at 130 and maybe there's another team up there and that's about it. In mm. fact, uh, I think, let me just look for a second. Um, there's one, there's one league I, I probably won't be able to find so quickly where it's been basically uh, two guys trading back and forth, but nobody else really close. I think it's one of John Posma's leagues where he's, he's really, he and another guy are first, second, and then everybody else is way in the rear view mirror. So mm. it, there's different situations depending on um, how the, how the stats have stacked up. But, uh, but given three or four weeks, I think even that could change. I'm not saying that anyone is really out of it, Rob. I right. Feel like that gives them the cushion for a little bit of a bad week.
1: Right. Absolutely. Makes sense. Hoping to pop up. I think I was on the sheet like in the second week and then uh, haven't even sniffed it since, but maybe one of these days, maybe well, next year. Know, it's, it's maybe know,
0: it's more valuable to be in the on the sheet in uh, September than it is in April.
1: All right. That's but my goal. That my goal to be on the sheet.
0: goal. It, you, you, you can sort of let, lie in the bushes and the weeds <laughs> and then, and then uh, make a move in September. And I think that will be just as valuable as leading the whole year.
1: I hope so, Todd. I hope so. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about before we bounce out of here today?
0: Uh, I
1: appreciate the time. and Absolutely. Uh, Tell everyone to... where to find you again, of course.
0: Yeah, sure. So it's at, at Telstar7 on Twitter. So uh, people can look for me there. I, I do provide a link to my article every week there. And I'm also on uh, SP Streamer on the Slack, which is cost $15.00 for the full year to be a member of the Slack where we have a lot of conversations about baseball. Discord. Um, and, oh, Discord. Sorry, sorry. Yeah,
1: I know. They're all the same, right?
0: They're all the same. But anyway, Discord is <laughs> a Discord channel. And then um, and then the article, though, is free at spstreamer.com. Great. So it's uh, it's it's always a, a good update. And I think people are enjoying just sort of seeing the standings, not just from their own because everybody sort of keeps tabs on that, but from the uh, competitors' leagues as well.
1: Right, I think that's an awesome add to the articles. Gets the quick scan for everyone's doing, and um, I just feel like doing this podcast and also reading your articles and just paying a little more attention to trends, right? And taking yeah. taking some off of the player evaluation. Still trying to do a ton of that as much as you can, obviously. But um, if you take some time you know, look at the trends um, of the leagues that you're in. Um, and I think that you really uncover some valuable stuff, some stuff that we talk about here, maybe some stuff that we don't that you'll just find and that can be useful for you in your league because um, you know, learning how everyone's playing in your league, how they're bidding, who they're bidding on, you know what positions are are kind of rolling through week to week as a as a one or two dollar pickup. and um, yeah. you know, I think it's really, really valuable. and I think it can help you yeah. a lot in your leagues. Yeah, so. I agree.
0: I think I think it's good to know The full story, and not just focusing on your league, and think that's what's happening everywhere because that really isn't true.
1: Right, absolutely. Cool, Todd. Have a wonderful day. I'm off to my second Jersey Shore Blue Cross game today. Watch some more minor league action. I'm going to bring my stopwatch, (laughs) see some times to first, you know, all that fun stuff. All right. I got to call some scouts and uh, and and uh, and learn how to do it myself.
0: All right, buddy. Have a good time. I'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, Todd. Alrighty, folks, that will conclude this episode of the ProHeader Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for everyone who keeps listening and has done um, a wonderful uh, extension of gratitude by taking the 90 seconds it takes to fill out a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. So, again, much, much appreciated. Keep those rolling in. If you want to take a snapshot of it, I'll send you a... Some stickers They're on order And they're coming in So if anyone has recently um, Sent me Their info And they're waiting It's coming It's coming soon So hopefully to get them Rather shortly And I'll send them out And uh Yeah And thanks for listening And uh Keep doing well Keep focusing on The fantasy baseball games That we can Find in any little Nook and cranny That you could find it in You know Um Again you can listen to podcasts read several awesome um, writers online and on twitter but ultimately comes down to you yourself making the decisions and making the moves and putting in a lot of conviction in your thoughts as well you know gather the data you know fade that nonsense and that's it go forth in what you think is best don't let anyone other tell you otherwise but all right folks You know the drill. Don't be a bag of shit. All right.